This episode of the Hoopy Fruit is brought to you by Noisy Kids in the Background. <laughs> I have the privilege of interviewing my wife this week, and you know what? The kids were in the background, and uh, so that clicking and clacking and music playing, that's what this episode's brought to you by, <laughs> that extra noise. <laughs> so, uh, so the next time you are trying to get some work done and... Things are happening in the background. That's okay. It's all part of your normal day. <laughs> Let's do it. It's episode 11. This is episode 11 of the Hoopy Fruit. A podcast all about becoming your more well-rounded, well-rounded self. It came out like wall-rounded or wow-rounded self. Well-rounded self. I'm Dustin Walker, and today I am extremely happy to be joined by my wife Riley. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because today we're talking about. Um, Personality types in particular, in, well, namely introversion and extroversion, um, and what that means. Because I've, I've alluded to this before in previous episodes that, um, you know, that, that you and I have uh, differing personality types and that we've done these personality tests before. We find that we're, we tend to always be opposites. And then I even brought up one of our first dates about going to the Barnes <laughs> And uh, that we like read about how even our even our zodiac sign is like opposite or like not meant to be together necessarily. And at first we took that as like almost a challenge, I would say, of like, oh, yeah, right. You know, zodiac book. I would mention that we had already been dating a little while. That's true. So we at least kind of knew each other before we read. Yeah, if it was our first date. Yeah, if it was our first date, that might have have both been like, hmm. Yeah. This will be interesting. <laughs> Our first date was probably more like, hey, uh, let's go get some Taco Bell. And you were like, a different restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> what does no, that mean? <laughs> Anyways, so, but, Bell. you know, I, I should mention, um, you know, we found, though, that that we, we tend to complement each other more than conflict with one another. And uh, that's the question, you know, is opposites, right? Do opposites attract? Um and how do you make it work? And uh, so I will also mention that we've been married now for 16 years. <laughs> I was going to say, do you the, hes- right the hesitation was <laughs> for dramatic emphasis, okay. <laughs> not for forgetfulness. <laughs> 16 years is true. 16 years. So I would, in, in my book, I would say we've already beaten some of the averages that are out there. So I, I feel that we're we've, fairly... We've done something right. We've right. figured out something along the way. So I think sure. we're fairly well qualified to be talking about this. I would say so. <laughs> we also have four children, which means we've been through the ringer <laughs> along with the differences that we have. So it's not like it's just you and I coasting and figuring out each other. We have had to figure it out while we've been parenting other personalities as well. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, if you so just even just me looking at here at the uh, the 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 monitoring the recording levels that come <laughs> through the input here, I could tell you right just by looking at this visually who the extrovert is and who the introvert is. For any of you who and don't I know what I'm talking all about, of you that he's pushed the microphone closer to my mouth like <laughs> seven times. Like, okay, it's got to be a little louder. <laughs> so, so that that's what I want to start with. Let me just start first by saying, when you look up the words, so I want your your input on this first. Uh, the definition of an introvert, at least according to the dictionary says, first of all, it says it's a shy or reticent person. I wouldn't necessarily call you shy, but it also says this, that in psychology, it's a person who's predominantly concerned with their own thoughts and feelings rather than external things. Do you feel like that is accurate for you? Um, I definitely can relate to the concern, being concerned more about my inner feelings and thoughts. Um, I think what's interesting about it is I never really identified with being an introvert until maybe 
I don't know, eight or 10 years ago when I'm sure we had stumbled across something similar to this and we were just learning about it. I'm sure I was probably frustrated with something. <laughs> and and there was the definition, and maybe you're going to talk about this later, I don't know, but it says, you know, are you, if you're at an event and you are, you know, with a crowd of people or whatever, does that energize you or is that something that when you get home, you're, you feel exhausted or drained? And, um, and that was sort of like the eureka moment for me where I was like, oh, I mean, I have fun at those, but I totally feel drained. (laughs) (laughs) And so I didn't necessarily self-identify until later on in life, but I think having that sort of acknowledgement and realizing that maybe that is a big part of who I am has helped me sort of fine tune how I process things like since then moving forward. But again, that being said, like in my own family, which is coincidentally full of introverts, (laughs) fairly, um, I would be considered more of the like crazier, more wild, more rambunctious, whatever one. So I'm the fourth out of five kids. And um, I, I don't necessarily think that in my own family, they would consider me that way. I think I would not, I'd probably be more the outspoken of those groups. So it very well be, could be that I am more like a little bit in the middle somewhere, but I certainly get exhausted with big groups. So that's do you think that exhaustion comes from, um, kind of like the definition says is because in a big group, do you find that you're trying to wonder or you're wondering what everybody else is thinking or perceiving or feeling, or is it just that it's overwhelming because it doesn't give you time to be in your own thoughts and process things? What do you think about that? Like what, where do you think that exhaustion comes from? Um, I do think it probably has something to do with the fact that a, well, probably two things. One, the sort of selfish side of like, Am I really doing what I want to be doing right now or not? Um, Which is that sort of like, am I in my own thoughts more often than not? Um, But then I think also, um, yeah, I mean, I think I probably overanalyze, you know, how other people are perceiving things or whatever and, and trying to read the room or whatever. And I don't know if that's a necessarily introversion thing or more of just a personality thing, but I think in doing so, if I feel like I'm reading it right or not right, I think can just be exhausting. And and I tend to be, I tend, I say, I say tend. My husband knows me well <laughs> enough. I'm super practical. This is true. And, um, <clears throat> and so I think that if I'm not seeing like, and again, this is because I'm selfish in my own thoughts, I guess a lot of the time. But if I'm not seeing the like purpose of a conversation or like how it's going to relate to something beneficial in the future, not necessarily for myself, but just like in general, I think I can start to be like, ugh, what's the point of this? <laughs> so so and I think all of those kind of wrapped up into one can be exhausting to me. But if I do like if we have a small group that goes out to dinner or whatever, I mean, we can chat for hours and I'm not as exhausted. You know, we can be up all night chatting with friends or whatever, but it's just the over, it takes me a while to get to know these people because I'm more like closed off, I suppose, or whatever it is. And so therefore, you know, if it's these like introduction sort of small talk meetings that exhausts me because I'm just kind of like, well, you don't see any purpose in this it. Going? Yeah. There's no purpose in small talk, right? If it's a, if it's so, a large group and all you're getting is, little appetizers of conversations, basically like little tidbits of everybody's chit chat. Maybe that doesn't fulfill like what you're saying, the the purpose. Yeah. So it's more exhausting. I will say we're about eight minutes into this conversation. We're still going. So I think that's a good sign that this is purposeful. (laughs) (laughs) And Hey, everybody. I was like, I'm going to get on here. I'm going to talk about this (laughs) because I can't have a couple extroverts talk about introverts. That's how this was going to start. Yeah, it was going to be a lot of extroverts talking about introversion. I felt like that was... um, I'm taking one for the team, I might get some some well-thought-out remarks from all the introverts out there. And and I will also say, uh, you know, again, we've been married for 16 years, so I'm going to take that also as to mean that this has been... (laughs) purposeful <laughs> <laughs> he knows what words really get me going that's right um well so i should say let me let me bring the extrovert side into it so the the definition for an extrovert is pretty much practically the opposite in psychology it says a person predominantly concerned with external things 
or objective considerations. Um, which yes, you know, I, I can attest to you. I mean, certainly, you know, where you, you're more concerned about at the party, you want to make sure that everybody's having a good time, that the music's right, that the food's right. Not for, not because you're worried necessarily about maybe like what you're saying, like the purpose of it or that people are going to go home and talk, but it's, it's, it's that, oh, okay. Is everybody smiling? Like, are we all good? Like, you know, it's, it's, well, I think, well, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. I'm already interjecting. <laughs> um, I think the difference is, you know, when you say, like, if we're hosting something, that's different to me because I get to be in control. I get to sort of dictate how it goes. And that appeases me in different ways. So, so if we are both hosting something, I think both of our strengths actually shine. Um, I mean, just for other talents and stuff that we have. So I wouldn't necessarily that say that like if we're hosting a party that like I am not interested in getting everybody happy and making sure the food's right because that's like primarily what I'm doing when we are hosting that. Yeah. I would say you have to think about how you are as an extrovert not like like outside of our home outside of our own control. And outside of our control because that's where I'm the most like ugh how long do I have to like yeah. so deal with this a, a good and example. you like might be like you know, doing a little jig in the corner or whatever. And I'm like, Oh gosh. <laughs> well, uh, you know, a, a great example, we were just talking about this with some friends the other day. Um, a great example where I really felt that for me was, uh, there was a time when I was at a business function and we had gone several days doing a trade show. And after like three days of this, I was, I was tired. I was ready to go home to the hotel. So I even told my coworkers, I said, look tonight, I'm going to, I'm staying in. Like I'm done. I'm going to go take some time for myself. And then, um, as I got back to the hotel room and within 10 minutes, I hear, like, I start thinking to myself, I'm probably like, they're probably not having as much fun. FOMO. <laughs> yeah, it was FOMO. <laughs> it was full on FOMO. I was like, either they're having an amazing time and I'm missing out or they're having a terrible time and I could make it better. And that was seriously my thought. And I, I full on put on clothes and left. I'm Even though I was, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I had you to come. I didn't have clothes on. I tend to do all my best thinking in the nude. Uh, at least my introverted thoughts, and then I, oh, what I wanted, to, <laughs> then it was time to get out. But that being said, one thing that I have definitely learned from being married to you and being associated with you and and loving you and getting to know you better is that. I think there's a perception out there that introverted people are not fun. They're the fun killers, which is not true. Thank you. So I'm, I'm going to your, your defense here, introverts. And, uh, but you know, so explain that. I mean, like, cause I think, I think it's pretty easy to peg, um, you know, people who are fun, fun, loving, adventurous. And, and even there's a lot of people who talk about, you know, like in leadership positions that extroverts tend to be the ones who get the attention. But as an introvert, what is your, I mean, what's your idea of fun? Like, you know, or, or how do you, how do you, how do you defend yourself? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that's important to sort of figure out because, um, I mean, I don't even necessarily not like spontaneity either, but I think it's the like, because we're probably consumed in our thoughts and our plans and whatever it is that makes us inward focused. If we get plucked out of that, we can be like off kilter or whatever. And so like what would be considered maybe super fun for somebody else, we feel like, ah, I need to like reorient myself for a minute. Like this isn't fun. Like, you know, I have already planned out A, B, C, D, E in my head that that spontaneity, spontaneity can be kind of like cumbersome, I think, to some degree. <laughs> well, it kind of comes Which back does to that make control, it sound right? like I'm not having fun, but it's like. I think we do like to have fun, but it, like in our, like on our terms, <laughs> I guess. But I think it comes back to that control you know? then, right? Like you need, the, yeah, you need to have see, an element of control. Yeah, but see, I don't know whether that's an introversion thing or if that's just a me thing. So yeah, that's true. I have a hard time sort of like, I don't necessarily want to defend that defend with, that one. <laughs> with the introversion yeah. because I don't know if they go hand in hand. I think so they I, do with me, but not, you know, I don't know. So I think to, to, to clarify then too on our story about our uh, zodiac signs and the, the astrology aspect of it, just so everybody is aware then. Riley is a Taurus, which I think 
stubborn. <laughs> yes. Control, but also a workhorse. Work. Yes. Work bull. Work bull. There's no no work horse. It's a work bull. Okay. Not workable. Workable. We can really put this girl um, to work. <laughs> and I'm a Leo. Work. And so so you know, both of us in terms of that had a need different strong needs for sure. But yeah, to your point, that's a good point. Maybe the control issue is more more you and not necessarily introversion, but it might be something else. But the introversion, I think, you know, talking, if you go back to that definition of like, just being more in your own thoughts and your own, maybe you're just, you're, you're more self-aware perhaps. Well, and I think, um, I don't know, the thought just came to me too. It's like, perhaps it's also just the motives maybe are different and maybe are aligned differently with the different, um, introversion, extroversion, because I think about, I mean, I, I didn't really answer your question, right? What I think is fun. But, you know, I was thinking about it and it's like when we are on, like what I think I am more fun when I'm plucked out of my normal mundane life. Because like, you know, if I'm home and, you know, we've got our four kids and we've got our routine, we've got all the things we have to do. You know, my life is schedules and calendars and juggling different things and whatnot. And, um... And so I think it's it it comes across probably that I'm less fun day to day because I'm like like all I want to do is like escape for a minute and read a book or watch a show or you know whatever go grab dinner somewhere and it seems not very exciting but like that's all I can kind of fit into my calendar <laughs> but when we travel I think the opposite is kind of true like and I don't I mean you'll have to sort of confirm this but like when we go on cruises and stuff, I am way more likely to do something crazy or be adventurous right. or, I mean, you know, I'm the one that's like, I'm swimming out the 300 yards to the drop off. You know, I mean, that's me doing that. But I guess what I'm saying is, is I think the motives are different. Like for whatever reason, in those moments, I've already relinquished the control. I'm in this now. I've I've allowed my brain to be in this like different realm and in that realm I'm like I'm going to challenge myself this way yeah. or I'm going to experience well, think, this this way and so again it's still inward focused though right well, but my it's purpose more is is like can I do this or or I'm not going to not seize this moment like when am I going to be here going to do this like I'm kind of more spontaneous when those opportunities arise because I don't like missing really wonderful opportunities. Well, it's like you need that personal achievement. Like you mentioned, like swimming out the farthest or whatever, or like winning something or, or, or beating your personal best. But you like didn't necessarily want to join me. And so it was kind of like, but again, it's fine. I think it's just like, but what I think is fun is different. Like, you know, on the cruise, you right. want to like go do all the funny, like, game shows and like which well, by the way you have won like every single yeah, time I, you've I, ever done those i will full disclosure i'm not joking this isn't even made up <laughs> riley's here to vouch for me i have a like a shoebox full That's of true. cruise trophies from winning winning game shows and winning <laughs> but i, I did think, win one that's true because i knew the words to mary poppins you got the mary poppins one <laughs> which is awesome and so i think i think that brings up a good point is that you know for you i think there's an element of that personal achievement and you, you, you're going to do that whether or not you have an audience. Yeah. It's like not about the audience. Personal, it's all about that inward, yeah. that like getting inside. How am head. I like, can I improve myself? Cause I am already the master of my own mind right. domain or whatever yeah. that it's like, is this something that I'm going to feel like internal growth change from yeah. like everything really does have to be purposeful <laughs> which again i don't know if that's an introversion extroversion thing but that's probably yeah i mean I, I think that that might be some introversion well because like you know for me yeah jumping on all the game shows it's not necessarily because it's like i'm like i don't need all the trophies unless somebody's gonna know yeah some. but you like the attention I, that's what i'm saying like if i just got these trophies like if i was like a bachelor or something and just like or no if i if i had if i just like gathered all these trophies uh, what, what am I trying to say? Like there has, there, like I need the audience. I like, yeah, for me, the biggest, well, it's win the is, back and forth for you. Yeah. Like you like the exchange and the interaction to get up there, make a fool of yourself and have people laugh at it is like fuel. 
See, and that's like my death. <laughs> so, so that, so I think that's a great segue into how have we made this work? Because, because that's the thing. Because, like, what fuels me from a personality perspective is like your death, like you just said, and then for what fuels you to an extrovert might come across as boring, and so. Or like, yeah, not exciting enough or something. And so it's like, so how have we done this? So, you know, so. So what did we see in each other? What did we see in each other? Right. So like, you know, so I From think. the beginning. Like, have you, when you look back at people you dated before us, I mean, A, they probably weren't quite as good looking and B, probably not quite as, as quick-witted. <laughs> no, <laughs> but seriously, true. like, are, were they, were, were they introverted or extroverted primarily? The people that you dated? Um... I, that's a great question. Um, or even the friendships that you had, like, were I would your, were say your most of them were probably more introverted, to be honest. Um, but that wasn't something that, again, my radar wasn't on for that because I didn't necessarily consider, you know, think about me being one or the other then. Um, just where your natural tendencies went, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I, I think I, I was always drawn to like, intelligence like just somebody that seemed like they were aware of what's happening they you know kind of ambitious and so had a plan you, you love me for my body and my mind <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well i'm just saying like i needed to be stimulated mentally right so like because my brain it probably because my brain's just like on all the time or whatever right. thinking and reading and whatever and so it's like i think the wit was a huge part of it because that sort of intelligence applied and, you know, I don't necessarily think that that's my strong suit. Like, I have a huge appreciation for that. I mean, we kind of came from a family of sarcastic people. Right. Um, but I was also sort of sensitive about that because whatever it is in my personality type that allows me to see the, like, perceptions of things, like... I would see that like, oh, well, that's kind of like mean too, <laughs> or whatever. Like, <laughs> like even though it was what I was used to, I think I was like, okay, but I have to also be careful because like I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or whatever. Right. So, uh, whatever that combination is, um, I think I have a huge appreciation for great wit, um, but then also just like boldness. Like I think I I was sort of prided myself. I think in being somebody that was like go ahead and try, just try to crack me, try to get in there, you know, like, and not that I was like mean or rude. I mean, I don't think anyone would really say that about me, but I just inside, I think I had like a really strong armor of like, there's a lot going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, you think you can handle this? All right, sure. We're game. Let's do this. Um, and and so I think more than anything, introversion, extroversion aside, I think the thing that appealed me to you was your your willingness to like be game. Like, you know, I'd sort of dish out a couple things and like not only would you take it, but like you could kind of dish it back. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, he's well, smart. That's so. interesting. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and that's interesting because when I think about the same question, um, you know, I think about people who I was initially attracted to or dated a lot more before we met. Um, yeah, a lot more extroverts for sure. And it, you know, and what those at that ended up being was it was a, it was a, it was a, a, a kind of a fast paced, like kind of crazy relationship. Fleeting romance. Yeah, it was fleeting romance. Yeah. Well, that is true. I, I don't know if again this is extroverts, introverts too, but I am definitely I'm a hopeless romantic. You know, I think I'm because I'm also super optimistic. And so, but that's just it. We go on a date and it tended to be high energy, loud, lots of people, you know, a lot of just a lot of that. But then when when I first met you, um you were fun. I I I recognized instantly that you were fun, but in a different way. And that like you said, there was kind of an intellectual challenge that was there. But you did. You challenged me because I I remember I was trying to put this the moves on you that, you know, kind of put the, put the charms on with what worked with other girls and it wasn't working with you. Like you like you said you were kind of a tough nut to crack. And it, what it did to me, no, it, it it made me rise to the challenge. I was kind of like, "What? No way. Like I'm going to make this girl like I'm going to, you're like, again, if you, if you picture like a stand up comedian, you were the person in the back who just had their arms folded and was like not paying attention. And I was like, look at me, like, look at me. I'm up on stage. Like, look at me. And so what that did though right, was funny boy. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Come on. Tell me some jokes, monkey tell boy. Me some jokes. <laughs> so, so what ended up happening though, was I think as a result of that, um, 
it forced me to really get to know you as an individual a lot more because I had to find out what made you tick. It wasn't just as under the layers. It's under a lot of layers. And so, well, and I think same with you is like, I think once, I mean, obviously I wasn't like intrigued by your wit and like the cleverness and your boldness or whatever, but it was like, you know, you had to keep, like, I also still saw like a goofiness and like, and, um, what's the right word? Um, and, um, well, I think it was, I saw that you knew what you were doing. Like you were definitely a master of like people. <laughs> and so like, I think it made me somewhat reserved and like wanting to hang back and see how, I mean, to your point of layers, I guess, is your layers were different than my layers. Your layers were, there's a showman there. Right. And like, how do I peel back that showman and figure out who the person is behind the smoke mirrors or whatever <laughs> behind the razzle dazzle yeah behind the razzle dazzle but i mean you didn't necessarily razzle dazzle for me because i think you saw that that wasn't going to work so i didn't get that right. much of it but when i saw it with other people i was like okay so who's the real him like you know so i think there was an intrigue there for me um that kind of made me stick around for a little while because um you know just because i was like okay so he's obviously very methodical with how he's doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> Although I have learned over the years that it's less methodical than I think it is. Well, it's very And it's very just like your nature, you're naturally really good at it. And it's yeah. a lot of it is probably subconscious. You've like evolved to know how to work people in like, I, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> Not I, that you're manipulating it, people. I'm taking it in a good way. That's um, another thing about optimists is that, you know, you could be like, oh yeah, and he had this like, <laughs> you know, horrible, disfiguring scar across his forehead, and I'll be like, oh, that's right. She thinks I'm tough, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is probably good because I can. Yeah. I have been known to sound like have people tell well, me I'm sort of snarky and like. Well, I guess that short, that's, and so it's good that you're taking it less. That's true, and and you know, and that's really so. Again, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is to try to think or to get people to think about how to apply maybe some different principle into their lives or, you know, in this, to be more well-rounded. And in this case, you know, you can kind of apply this to say, okay, working with opposite personality type people, whether it's in a relationship, like a marital relationship or a partnership, or whether it's in a business relationship or it's with your own children or a friend or something, you know, what, like I said, how do we make it work and how can other people apply it? So like when I think about, okay, like if we want to go out, on a Friday night or something, or if one of us has one idea and the other has another, how do we, how do we balance that? How have we found that we've balanced that and how can other people do it too? Question. Great question. <laughs> well, you know, let me rewind just a little bit too. Cause one of the funny things I think, you know, what was it? Two Christmases ago, I had gotten you a present, which you kind of claim is like one of the greatest Christmas presents you've ever received. I had bought a, uh, yeah, your face is telling me that you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm feeling bad. I felt like it was a great, <laughs> the greatest Christmas present. I'm sure present. I'll remember when you I wrote say a song it. about it. And I'll be yeah, so grateful. The greatest Christmas present <laughs> ever given. Was it practical? It was practical. Then yes, I probably it was a, used it, it was a It was a weighted blanket. That is very true. Um, I had found on Kickstarter a company called Gravity that was making weighted blankets. And this was kind of, you know, now they're, they're a little bit more... Um, out there, but they had these blankets and I was like, Oh my gosh, you would think this is amazing. They were, they were kind of initially designed for people with like anxiety and ADHD and that kind of stuff. But they also talked about how introverted people in particular would love them. And I bought it, which I don't have anxiety. You or don't. Depression. Yeah. No, thankfully. And, um, which could I know be a podcast in and of itself. It will. As a, as a woman, it's sort of a very interesting, unique spot to be in because i would say most women do have one of those things so yeah but anyway it was more so about yeah that sense of security well it's a heavier like, blanket it's like 15 percent of your body weight and when i got no, it well yeah i think it's 10 percent or 10 percent or something like that yeah and then you laid there and i threw it on top of you <laughs> and you were like in it your was happy like the place. best thing ever yeah you were like in your in, instant happy place i was like oh and i think i still noticed that that even <laughs> if we have like a, a like a big event you'll come home and curl up in that blanket and fall right asleep like real fast and sleep for like a long, long time. (laughs) And, but I think that, you know, thinking back to my original question and I want your input too, is like how you balance that with two different personality types working together, especially like in a marriage 
or in a relationship where you're having to spend a lot of time with each other is it's like understanding that. Cause I, I, I remember early on in our relationship, if we went out into a social event or a party or something like that, and I would see that you were what I thought was bored, I would see you in the corner or maybe sitting there, but not really contributing anything or whatever. Not and <laughs> you make me sound like I'm so lame. Yeah. Well, th- that's just it. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But but I remember thinking like at first like or or I might be talking and then I'd be like, well, she's not like that's me so my sweet same of level. you to be looking out for me. That's I right. probably do not remember what you were doing. <laughs> probably not. But but I think what what was interesting was my initial reaction was she's bored. But then I later realized no, not at all. Like you were a thousand percent engaged. You were there, and then you would make a comment or you would chime in. I was like, oh my gosh, that was incredibly like thoughtful and insightful or funny or any of that stuff. I was like, oh, it's just that it's that you don't need to be the owner of the spotlight like the whole time. Like yes. you can contribute. And like you said, that purposefulness, mm-hmm. like you're when you say something. I prefer it's gonna, not to have it actually. Yeah. Like you're going to say something. And when you say it, it's going to be very deliberate and it's going to be very thought out. And it's like, so I think to balance that, what we had to find was that it was like, okay, wait a second. Um, Another great example is that we've had many opportunities working with our church youth groups to be able to do like um, events, like youth events and dances and stuff. And we found roles that both work very well for us. Like for you, you want to show up, set up the room, make it look amazing, and then step aside once the dance starts. And then I always step in and DJ the thing and like get the audience and the crowd and the you know, the look at me, look at me, and then we're done. And every, But then for you, the accolade is greater, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like if to have people comment on the decor and comment on the thing, not necessarily to your face, but you hear them talking about it. I mean, yeah, definitely that's like one of my strong suits. So like I appreciate that. But I think just overall, I mean, for me, it's more so that – somebody appreciates the thought that has gone into all the aspects of it because I'm a planner, I'm a list person. So, you know, and I've been around the block before, so I've, I've done enough of these that I sort of know, Oh, next time I'm going to remember this or whatever. And after dozens and dozens of them, you know, you kind of know how to run something like this. So I think, yeah, I mean, the decor is just sort of a fun thing that's unique to each party, but in general, it's just, I love, I love, I do love people and I love making them happy, but I don't necessarily need, and this sounds like counterproductive, <laughs> but like, I don't need like the interaction to like get that satisfaction. Like I right. am happy to sort of sit on and be the wallflower and hear and see them joyfully enjoying something I've created because I'm a creator. Yeah. So, And that I think, doesn't mean that you're not willing to go out with friends. No, no, not but, at all. And I actually yeah. love that with right. my closer exactly. knit group. I actually, and again, I feel like this makes me sound like I'm this like hermit and I'm not at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just think in general, I would be more overly stimulated if like I stood there and had to have every person come up and like talk to me. I'm like, no, yeah. I'd, I'd rather kind of be like the back behind the scenes and see see my creation play out and feel that inner sense of joy and accomplishment of like, man, I did this. This yep. is so awesome. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, I like that. I'm sort of like a words of affirmation person, but I don't need the spotlight at all. Whereas well, I, you're like happy to be on the mic, like keeping the energy going throughout the whole yeah. event. And that's so necessary too. So it has become sort of an interesting little side thing for us that the two of us together can put on these sort of events successfully because we both need each other's part. Like I am happy to do the hours and hours and hours and hours of prep work ahead of time because I can control that (laughs) and I can control my time and my calendaring and all those things. And I know, you know, it's the like the, yeah, I mean, just sort of like all that prep stuff is much more in my wheelhouse and comfort zone. But then when it comes to like day of and like that, seven o'clock hour strikes or whatever i just sort of have to like throw my arms up and be like okay well at this point whatever's going to be is going to be right and then i sort of hand the baton off to you so to speak and then you keep it going for the actual event yep well i found that for us exactly like i i i am a full supporter of opposites attract in in a lot of cases because of that balance i think it's got to be the right balance because there are some opposites that i think would totally drive each other nuts but finding the right opposite i think is is really good because for me, it, it provides a balance because I know that if I was married to somebody 
who was as extroverted or more so than myself, I think our house would blow up. Like, cause <laughs> not because of the fun, <laughs> but because nothing would get done or, 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 or it's probably true. It's probably true. Well, just that it would be crazy town and it would probably drive each other nuts because we'd be fighting for the spot. Well, and you know, we've talked about this a lot. So we go on lots of trips and we, you know, a lot of those have required driving and my husband and I enjoy a lot of our time together talking. And we, we end up talking a lot about this many of the times when we're driving for hours. And so, um, but one of the things we've talked oh, about with good. this, Oh boy. Now, your Siri is butting into the conversation. Did you hear Uh-oh. that? <laughs> My Siri. Your man, your man Siri just butted. <laughs> um, dang it, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Talking um, on trips. Right, about us and opposites. Oh, is that, yes, I would also have probably crashed and burned if I had married somebody similar to me as well, because... Although, like, certain interests or things that are comforts might be similar, um, I am probably a workaholic, and I am probably somebody that wouldn't stop and smell the roses and stop and pull off and see the world's largest rocking chair or whatever. Because, like, (laughs) in my brain, I'm like, oh, my gosh, get there already. What are we doing? (laughs) But, um, you know, being married to Dustin for so many years and having so many of these little tangent side trips be part of our existence (laughs) has really and again so this is what i'm talking about i was talking about these conversations is we've both come to the realization that we are better people because we love somebody that's different than us right and and we kind of talked about this just the other day that i think i i loved him first like i loved who he was where he was going i knew he was going to be a great dad and husband and honorable and um, you know, so they're like the crux of the things mattered the most to me. Um, you know, we both have this sort of like eternal perspective of where we're going and what we're doing and made each other the priorities. And when those things are the same and the communication is there, which is probably the most important thing, I think, um, there's actually a lot of benefit in marrying somebody opposite than you because you become more aware of other people that aren't like you. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I find myself like you know, when even when I'm not with you, I I you know, I'll find myself like talking to the lady at the <laughs> register <laughs> or like saying hello to the mailman. We're like normally I'm just like back to my task, back to my task, like go 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 whatever. Um, by nature, but being married to you and seeing just the joy and the goodness of every, of just like people, like people are inherently good. And, and I think my nature was more like skeptical of people, just whatever, for whatever reason, it was just like my normal, natural man. <laughs> but um, see, like, I, I guess being married to somebody that I love that's different than me allows me to sort of like periodically glimpse through your rose colored glasses at like what potential is out there for people. And right. so my extroversion, so to speak, has gotten better because I've seen, I've, you know, sort of held like walked hand in hand with you through some of those experiences right. and I've seen the benefit. And, and so, and I think for you, you know, the like planning and the organizing <laughs> and the like taking time for ourselves and to like work on our individual growth and, you know, personal things like you've done more of that. I think being married to me. I, oh, for sure. I, I don't put words in your mouth either. But. Well, they're all true. <laughs> and uh, exactly. Like, I think, you know, you, you nailed it, I think, is, is is that balance that it brings and the communication. Because even if, if you're in a relationship or you're, or you're dealing with somebody who is very similar to you, that communication element, I think, becomes just vital. And, uh, uh, you know, and if I had to kind of sum it up, too, I would think one of the things for me, at least, is is recognizing really, you know, what 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 fuels you and what, what fuels you and what kind of demotivates. And that's been key, I think, in, in, in the way we deal with each other is knowing that for you, it's like, okay, we can definitely go out, have a social event, be out and about and do whatever. But I've, I recognize now that it's like, oh, but we're going to come home and you're going to need some time for yourself. Like you're going to need some time to recharge your batteries. And that means whether it's, yeah, curling up under a blanket or whether it's, reading a book or watching a show or something, but you need kind of quiet time to recharge. And, um, 
and recognizing that I think has been really key too in just in saying, okay, like she needs that space. She needs that time. Um, and that might mean pulling the kids away or, or letting you focus on something that you need to do. Whereas again, like I said, I might've looked at that at first and saying, wait, why are you like, you're going back to work or something like we just got back from a fun party and you're like doing work and you're like, well, no, it's because I think it's something that you could kind of get yourself into Mm -hmm. and recharge. Whereas for me, that was like the total opposite. It's like, for me to recharge, it's it's more how like how can I, I work in a time? Yeah, how can I work in a time? Like, there's still fun to be had, and so like it's like I have to be around. Like I need more people. Like if it's quiet too long, or if I'm working by myself for too long, that demotivates. And so I think recognizing that in each other was was key. So I think thinking about it for like how can other people apply it? You know, the hoopy food message here, right? Is is just what you you had mentioned. It's it's uh, communicating. And trying to understand people and really where they're coming from. You know, we talked about this the other night that it's like asking questions and really trying to get to know somebody. Like if you truly want to have a relationship with anybody, whether it's a friendship or a partnership or a cooperation or a business or whatever it might be, you've got to like take the time to to talk and listen, truly listen, like put the phone down, look at each other and really try to get where that person's coming from. And and I and I don't think I mean I know that not everyone has this luxury certainly um, and it's not something that we just like magically stumbled upon like we worked towards this but I think the humility too that comes with I love this person and I care more about us being on the same page than whatever the argument is or whatever my like individual need is. Uh, not to say that that doesn't like happen on occasion. Sixteen years married, like we've had a lot of things that's happened, but um, but I think generally, at the core root of any kind of like ugh, we're not aligned. You know that humility has to kick in, where it's just like, okay, but I care more about him and like being together than whatever it is. So like, many a times I'll just sort of swallow my pride and like. Many play the game. Well, I think you do too, right? Like, right. I don't think it goes one way, but it's no, like, exactly. I really, really, really don't want to stop whatever my project is and go play some new game. <laughs> <laughs> but I will because I love you, you know? And like, anyway, I, that was just sort of like a little <laughs> dinky example. I, I do like that you started but, that by saying many a times, by the way, too. Well, what do you mean? That terminology or that it's the multiple? No, the terminology. <laughs> many a times many ago. Many a times ago. Um, no, but I, I mean, I guess, just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. And then I think you too as well. It's like yeah. you many a times <laughs> have just like been willing to take the kids and like, we're going to go shoot some hoops up at the park to, because mom's like getting stressed out. Or whatever. Yep. And like, you know, I think it maybe it wasn't convenient for you to do that, but you realizing I care more about her right now than whatever it is that I wanted to do. So I'll just, yeah, I love do it. That, so. so, you know, to kind of um, put a bow on everything, what we're going to do next is, uh, I, you know, um, I'm going to, make a message to all the fellow extroverts out there about dealing with introverts. I want you to think of a message that you would give to all the introverts for dealing with extroverts. I'll start. <laughs> of course. You I'll let you go think about it for a, for a day and I want you to come back. No, Th- that would work better for you. Though, I, I feel it? like if anything, this has made it sound like I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well that, but that's my, that's my message to the extroverts is um, because like I said at the, at the beginning, extroverts tend to be pegged as more, the more fun or the more, and they tend to get even more like they, they've shown that, you know, extroverts are looked at more as like leadership positions, um, those type of things. But there's a lot more research that's coming out and there's a lot more opportunities now of where they're saying introverts, you know, introverts are some of the most successful CEOs out there. Um, introverts have a lot to say, <laughs> You know, yeah. they're, they're not saying it and, and, and a lot of important things to say and they're fun. And so I think, you know, for those extroverts out there, we have to, uh, disassociate the word introvert and boring. Cause it's not, that's not the same. That's not equal. Um, introversion darn is fun. Straight. Yeah. Darn tootin', right? <laughs> darn tootin'. Many a times introverts are pegged as boring, but many a times they're not, <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> but, but, you Stop. know, but like introverts, 
Um, I think recognizing that they just they require different different uh, drivers and different time periods a lot of times, and I think a big part of it too is like what you said is they're not typically tend to not be as spontaneous or chaotic because they require a certain amount of order and control, but those are all good certain qualities. Amount. A certain amount. A certain, certain amount. And a lot of order. A lot, of, a lot really. But um, to recognize that. So for the extroverts out there, go put your arm around an introvert. <laughs> Actually, no. Ask permission. <laughs> they might want a fist let bump. Them, let them think about it for a day. <laughs> And then come back and put your arm around or give them a fist bump. Whatever they decide is in your best interest. But recognize that introverts have something to say and they're they're ready to, to have fun. And you know, and, and so that that's my that might be a little convoluted and a little crazy, but that's that's my message. I, I appreciate that. I think they have a ton to say. They just want they're like valuing and like sizing you up first. Like, are you worthy to hear what I have to say? Well, it's also well thought out. Yeah. Typically so what an introvert like, has to say has already, I, I don't already even know if I'm going to waste my conversation on you until you've proven yourself to yeah. me. Like <laughs> introverts, kind of more of how introverts aren't spewing out just like word vomit. It's, it's thought out. Yeah. It's, it's, We're it's, very it's well processed. Um, Whereas thoughtful about everything. Extroverts tend to, whatever shoot from the hip yeah for sure <laughs> um i would say if i were to give advice to a bunch of introverts about extroverts um i would say um at least what i've learned is they're not as obnoxious <laughs> as i think they are mm. um they genuinely like have good motives most of the time <laughs> I mean, the only ones I know do, but I know there are some that are obnoxious, so I don't want to just blanket statement that. The, the ones that I know have wonderful motives, are good people, they care about you, and, and I think they just, they tend to have, like, think with your heart more than your brain kind of thing, and I know that I need more heart in my life. <laughs> so I've learned to, like, to learn from them. It's like sort of... Like, we're, what are we good at? We're good at standing back and sort of processing and seeing and taking all that information in that we can. So I would say take a second and instead of writing them off as being obnoxious, like, see what they're doing with their lives. Like, see what see what kind of interactions they're benefiting from from being extroverted and see if you can take one or two of those and implement, you know, them in your way or whatever. Um, I know that when I have, it's pretty much always been a good scenario even though it was like out of my comfort zone initially right i think i've never regretted a time that i've been quote-unquote extroverted (laughs) so um so yeah i think just like be brave be bold do something that's maybe a little bit uncomfortable and you'll find that it's like allowing you to grow and stretch and that's more of what we want like introverts are like yeah that self-reflection of like how can we be better people and I think one way we can be better people is understanding those that are different from us. So, Well, I appreciate that. I think sage advice. And I also have to say, I appreciate, you know, you being here, jumping on my podcast. <laughs> We've talked about it since episode one and here we are episode 11. So again, I haven't had, I haven't had to come in and be the voice right. of reason. You haven't had yet, to be the voice of reason just yet, but we are, I, I would, I, I would hope that we'll have some more of you, um, you know, like, yeah, your voice of reason in some of my discussions. <laughs> um, but I love you and you're amazing. You and I'm grateful for you jumping on here. And uh, I can't wait till the next time we get to talk about um, something else, <laughs> whatever that might end up being. I feel like we could have talked about this for like five more hours. Oh, this, this could have so. gone on and on and it, and it just There's might. A lot, of more, might... To, a lot more in my mind here. Well, you know, you also, we'll you've just... opened it up to like, again, yeah, we kind of, we kind of danced people around. People ask us some questions. That's right. We well, we've danced around uh, just other personality stuff, pessimism, optimism, uh, realist, idealist, all that kind of stuff. And um, we also have a lot in similar uh, in common too. Like, I don't think if we had everything opposite that's true there's enough in common on some interests that we could also talk about too <laughs> and the, the growth that i want to achieve in my life i'm getting through somebody that's very that's right challenges me in different ways we might have to have an episode one day too about um how does the realistic introverted wife 
convince the extroverted, extroverted, optimistic husband to get off his keister sometimes and help with uh, challenging or mundane tasks. I don't know if I'm doing a very good job at that. <laughs> well, I'm the one who's failing. <laughs> I know what so that's what we're going to have to talk about that too. Not saying I'm lazy, but you know, it's uh, when something, if it's not fun, if it's not fun. It's, it's hard, hard for to the, get him on board. And so I have to be like, isn't it cool that we get to make storage it, cl- shelves in the garage? <laughs> you, you, right. Well, you bring up Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is a, in my opinion, a very realistic, <laughs> person she's pretty straightforward and i think about like we just saw it the other night the original one and i'm like the michael who's sitting there and she's like time to clean up the room and he's like what <laughs> and she's like but we can make it into a game and he's like oh i'm on board <laughs> it's the same situation we've yep. had to do that you hear it you hear it here folks that's right um i have to make all of my projects into games for my husband to help me with them <laughs> that's right <laughs> Um, well, I, I appreciate it again, and I can't wait till the next time we get to do this. Um, and thank you, everybody. Yes, please send in comments, uh, questions. I would, you know, if you have questions for for either of us, we would definitely field them on a on a future episode for sure. Uh, check out the website www.thehoopyfruit.com to see past episodes, to see a link where you can help support this podcast, and I uh, also, if you want to uh, tweet at me. Uh, with any podcast ideas or suggestions or questions, uh, that is at Facemagoo. That's F-A-C-E-M-A-G-O-O. Uh, and also, please uh, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and family, neighbors, people that you interact with. Uh, you know, Put it up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you might be interacting with other people. And uh, we would greatly appreciate the share. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to you in a week. Bye.